123 show. I'm Cruz McCalligan and I am super excited to be joined on the line by Ruth Lee, who is the Assistant Conservation Officer at the Hong Kong Herpetology Society. Ruth, thank you so much for joining us on the programme today. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm really great. I'm excited to be here. I'm incredibly excited to have you. Um, Ruth, would you tell our listeners a little bit more about what herpetology is? Because I guarantee that they are thinking of something very different when they hear that word. (laughs) (laughs) So herpetology is the study of herpetofauna, or we call them amphibians and reptiles. So this is a common term to refer to these two groups of animals. So that's things like uh, that's things like um, turtles, tortoises, frogs, yeah. lizards, yeah. snakes, yeah. iguanas. iguanas. Yeah. Wow. And and the Hong Kong Herpetology Society is pretty busy, right here. Yeah. Of course. Um, and what what's the what's the mission of the Hong Kong Herpetology Society? So um, we were established in two thousand and four, starting off as an online forum. Um, which focuses on like turtles adoption and turtle keeping. But now, um, in 2020, we are now the first and only registered charitable organization in Hong Kong that focuses on herpetal fauna, or uh, herps for short. So we have the mission to promote welfare and prevent cruelty of reptiles and amphibians. And a large part of our work is adoption, which is what many people might know us for. And in fact, we have an adoption center in Kuntong where we are keeping animals here temporarily before they can get adopted. And another part of our work is conservation of local um, animals, so especially native herb species. So we have some local research projects and we have some artificial breeding projects as well. Wow, so you are really, really busy. <laughs> and yeah. it's, it's quite, it must be quite specialized work as well. Before we get into some of the types of animals that you're looking after and some of their stories and some of the issues in Hong Kong, I would love to hear a little bit more about how you came to the world of herpetology personally. What, what, have you always been into herps or um, it, what sparked your interest? All right, so I have a background in ecology. That's my major in university, and I've always loved all kinds of animals. And I've come into contact with herps uh, while in university because I went out a lot for field trips um, in the countryside of Hong Kong. And we went out at night to look at some local native species. And it's always a joy to spot a snake, a turtle, or a frog thriving in our country parks. And that's why uh, how I became interested in these animals. And I always like um, to interact and care for these animals as well as pets. And so this job in the Hong Kong Herpetology Society is like the best of both worlds for me. So, so I you, can, you have your dream job. Yeah, yeah you can say that, yeah. Oh, fat- I've been enjoying this a lot. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Because Hong Kong is a really fascinating place in terms of our own herp species. I I do know a little fact that um, Hong Kong has an endemic uh, endemic uh, frog, the Roma's tree frog, which is only found here. Is is that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. In I, fact, we have a project, local conservation project, that looks at how an invasive species called the greenhouse frog and how it has been affecting the local Roma's tree frog. 
Oh, oh no. I was going to say, I feel like we have the people celebrate that bohinia flower and certain things, but we also have this, <laughs> the Roma's tree frog is part of our Hong Kong cultural identity. Or So I'm always, I'm always laughing to myself that people don't know about it. But oh, I'm, I'm very yeah. upset to hear it's under threat. So we'll definitely have to have another program in the future talking about it. Um, what, yeah, sure. So here in Hong Kong, you, you mentioned you have your centre in Quintong. What types of animals are you looking after and how how are you how are these animals finding their way to to your care yeah so we have a huge variety and at the moment we have almost 200 animals at our center wow. and we have aquatic turtles fox turtles tortoises uh, snakes geckos just just you name it we wow goodness me yeah yeah and they they all came from different places so a lot of them were abandoned pets so people just they just thought they couldn't afford to keep the pets anymore or like, of various reasons and they either abandoned these pets on the street or like in the dumpster or just, just back of the, of the mountain right? or something like that or sometimes they gave up the animals to us and some of these other animals were lost and also a lot of them were like they were the victims of mercy release so from some sort of religious ceremony and people would like release these animals in the wild or in the ponds of urban parks, hoping that they might get a chance like at life on their own. But that's not the truth um, all the time. So um, when we encounter cases like that, we would go out and rescue them. Or people would like let, let the from the public would find these animals and they would give, give give those animals to us. Also, we are currently cooperating with ASCD, the government. And when they confiscated some animals that were caught in uh, illegal smuggling or trafficking, and they would give those animals to us for us to care as well. Wow. And so with the um, animal trafficking, are those animals that are being brought in legally for, for pets, for people just to keep as pets? Yeah. Uh, so there is a legal way to trade those pets and to import those pets. But a lot of the time, they were illegally smuggled into Hong Kong or out of Hong Kong. And in fact, so we ha- I can share a story about some tortoises in our center. Yeah. So maybe you have heard of this species. It's called a Sukata tortoise or an African bird tortoise. So it's one of the largest tortoises in the world. It can grow up to a meter. It can live for 70 years. Up to a meter but- and it can live for 70 years. Yes. Wow. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> However, when, when they're small, they're like really tiny. They're like smaller than the size of the fish. So they, they are like pretty cute, right? Mm. And people would like to keep them as pets, but they never know what they're into when they get a baby to cut a tortoise at first. And so, and these turtles are always the subject of illegal trafficking. And last year, uh, we received a hundred of these babies to cut a tortoise from ASCD. Oh my gosh. And we, yeah, we have been keeping them in our center. And, but like, it's kind of a tragic story because uh, the survival rate of baby turtle is never high. Plus, like, the stress they were experiencing while mm. being smuggled is quite high. Oh. So, quite some of them uh, died throughout like, the period. And yeah, it's kind of sad to see them die one by one. But, like, fortunately, um, just last week, we have received the approval from AFCD to open this contest up for adoption. So they were soon to be ready for adoption, and we would 
we try our best to find a suitable owner for that. Oh, fantastic. What do you think are some things that um, when it comes to herps, which I, I love that I can now use that language and just say herps to <laughs> refer to all the um, amazing creatures that you work with. What are some of the misconceptions that you think people have about herps that especially when it like you mentioned now that these little baby cicada, is that right? Cicada tortoises? Yeah. Yeah, that they, they, they really respond badly to stress and they can, they can die from the effects of that stress. Um, what do you think? Um, but I think maybe a lot of people can have some misconceptions that these animals don't have feelings or don't experience things um, the same way that a cute fluffy puff, puppy does, for example. Uh, what do you think are some misconceptions people have about these animals? Yeah, so there are quite a lot, actually. So uh, people think, like, these herbs, they can make good pets, especially in Hong Kong, like because some of them can be kept indoor. But however, some people just think these animals are easy to keep and they are low maintenance, which is true in some sense. But um, in the same time, the correct setup and the husbandry work is really important in order to keep the survival of this species. So like besides of stress, just like I mentioned before, um, the correct setup of the tanks is really important. For example, you have to provide them with UV light if they are kept indoors, especially if they are kept indoors because they don't have um, constant access to sunlight. And you also have to provide them with heat lamps because like, these herbs are exoplan, so they really need an external source of heat. And um, a good like temperature can help them with digestion and for higher metabolic rate. Also, like uh, water requirements are really important. You have to provide with clean water for aquatic turtles, and you have to provide water features for like land animals as well. So a lot of like these, it's like um, people don't seem to realize how uh, like there's so many procedures involved in keeping these animals. You just seem to think you can just get one at home and then let them be and let them on their own. I can imagine. I mean, I know already, um, you know, in Hong Kong, the Mercy releases are obviously quite well publicised. Every year, unfortunately, we see people quite ignorantly releasing terrapins and turtles into environments where they shouldn't probably be, or even into the ocean, and they're not salt, like a lot of them aren't saltwater animals and things like that. Um, so it is interesting to think about the fact that when you when you decide that you want to care for or adopt a, a lizard or a turtle or a snake or a tortoise, that you're having to create a very complex little ecosystem for them within your environment. Yeah, is that yeah, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And so, but um, what to, as um, so if someone was um really interested in one of these animals as a pet, what would you say is is um something that they would really need to consider? Yeah. Uh. So first of all, we really advocate adoption instead of buying of these animals. And if you want you want to adopt an animal, you can just come to our center. And before getting any of these animals, they really have to get to know about them. You have to do your research. For example, how much can they grow? For example, like the Sukata, as I mentioned, they can grow really, really big. And you have to like really consider whether you can afford to keep them when they grow big. And when they grow old, and because some of these might outlive you, so you really have to take that into consideration. You also have to... like seek for consent for your for the family members or anyone that lives with you and you have to consider whether you have other pets in your household which might have any effect or which might like fight with the, the, the turtles or reptiles that you get 
and you also have to be sure that you have the right setup um, required for this animal as well. I can imagine. And so, um, some like you mentioned that you've got these, uh, for example, the cicada tortoises um, available for adoption in Hong Kong at the moment, and people, like you said, they can live for up to 70 years, so you need to have quite a lot of legacy planning ahead um, yeah. as well. Um, are, there any, uh, are there any things that um, might surprise people about a pet? So, for example, as you said, these are animals that you can keep in your homes. Um, who, who might be a good person, if you could describe someone who'd be a good person for a- adopting one of these types of animals? What kind of personality traits should you have to be a herpetology enthusiast? I think uh, there isn't like a fixed type of personality because there's something for everyone. And some of these animals have a really big personality and some can be really interactive, such as some lizards. And so you can, like if you want an interactive pet, you can definitely look for one as, as, as a herb. But you, um, but you can also look for one that's like, doesn't, need a lot of attention and you can just like you can both live your own way so I think that's one for everyone but I think the important thing is that you have to be really committed to your pet and you have to think hard before you get one and you have to consider the sources of this pet I think that's a really valid point. So as you said, always choosing to adopt because um, it might seem very exotic to get a pet and to buy one of these pets. But as you said, there are a lot of them that need loving, very long-term homes um, here in Hong Kong. And people can come and meet you guys at the Herpetology Society and learn more about them. Do you yourself have any, um, any pets at home? No, I don't, unfortunately. It's not allowed in my house. Oh, <laughs> I suppose you get a lot of interaction every day at work <laughs> with the yeah, animals yeah. as well. Um, do you have any animal stories um, that you could share with us? Any like particularly interesting characters that you have? Um, any favourite herps at the moment at your centre? Uh, yeah, um, recently we got a black and white pegu lizard. So it's a lizard from the South America. And it's actually given to us by AFCD as well. So it's confiscated. And it's quite large. It's almost a meter long now. Almost and a meter long? Yeah. Wow. So it's like, a, like, like a monitor lizard, kind of lizard, but then it's black and white and it's super big. And so we were scared of it a bit at first when, when it arrived, because especially the keepers from AFCD told us that um, they never touched, touched this lizard before and, and like it, it might bite. And then, so, so we were scared a bit. But then, um, so now, um, it's a girl, so now she's been with us for about two weeks now. And we realized it's just like the most gentle and most amazing lizard we have ever had. And we, we take them, we take her out for a walk um, to the roof, and we give, it, give her a lot of good food. And it's like, she's, she's quite interactive as well. So it, it's like, it's, it's really good. It's like seeing an animal who... who got maybe like misunderstood and now she has the love um, here at our center and so after we have monitored um, the situation and her health status for a while she um, will be able to be open for adoption amazing and so how how did that incredible lizard end up in hong kong so afcd was it confiscated with someone smuggling it in as an illegal pet yeah, yeah, we are not sure um, where, where she's from or what's the case with AFCD, but uh, AFCD has been keeping her for about three years now, and now she's ready to like, give it to us and then place her for adoption. 
Gosh, that's amazing. So she's she must be quite old as well. Uh, yeah, no, I think she's only like three or four years old. So LCD has been keeping her since she was a baby. She's three or four years old. She's nearly a, she's already a meter long. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, and she can still, still grow. Oh, and she'll still grow. Gosh. Yeah. Have you given her a name? Yeah. Um, so it's also a funny story. So um, we always, it's quite difficult to name a new animal because we have so many nuts here. So for, for, for this lizard in particular, we open up uh, like a Word document and we put the lizard on our computer and just let her type her own name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and so she's not got a name. It's in Chinese, but it's pronounced as Su Su Go. <laughs> does, does it have a meaning? No, it doesn't have any meaning. It's just like random. Just like, a random noise bumble, from, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. So they, these are animals that really do have quite distinctive personalities. I, I do know, I, I've never been, I've never been a herp person. I've never had the opportunity to have, um, her, herpetological creatures but um i do i do remember being a child and having friends who just had terrapins that they just loved and they were just obsessed with and they couldn't tell me enough about how they had such distinctive personalities and i'd be like really but i i think it's definitely true now i have six goldfish and i think they have incredibly distinct personalities <laughs> and i know people would disagree yeah. with me on that so there's a lot of lessons that we can learn from these animals about not making assumptions about um how we treat them but as you said it's really important that people who are going to um, raise or have these pets are very aware of the type of care that they need um, is that something that the herpetology society can help with are you able to um, support people with some of the information they might need if, if they come to you and and ask oh i'd be interested in having a turtle or a tortoise or a lizard or a snake um, and then part of your role is to, to help them learn what's required yeah, absolutely. Um, since we have a lot of experience in keeping different kinds of animals, so if, if, if um, anyone ever needs any help or any like um, opinions in how to keep their pets or any equipment um, required, they can always come to us. And we may if they also need like um, referral to a vet or like shops to buy um, food or equipment for these animals, um, we also have uh, like a list that, that we can provide with. That's amazing. And if someone was interested in adopting, like you said, like one of the cicada tortoises or this Susugor, the big lizard, when she's finally available for adoption, is do you have to have any sort of particular permit in Hong Kong? Do you have to have certain requirements in your home? How is it assessed? Or do you just send someone home with a tortoise that's going to live for 70 years and grow up to a meter? Uh, so it really depends on the species. So um, there's... Uh and like international convention called CITES. So it's like in within this list, within this convention, there are some species that uh that if we keep this species, um we are required a license. And so if we if someone wants to adopt a species that is under CITES list, um we would um require them to pay for the license fee. And and also like with all animals in our center we do a thorough like, interview and get to know with the owner before they can adopt. And if necessary, we also do home visits uh, to see if they can offer a good environment for the animals. Fantastic. That sounds really, really thorough um, and what probably everyone should do with any pet, to be honest. Um, so, yeah. so, Ruth, how can people support the Hong Kong Herpetology Society and get involved? Yeah, sure. So, uh, adoption is surely like, one of the biggest ways you can help. 
So um, if you want to know what animals we have, you can go to our website or go to our Facebook page for updates. And unfortunately, because we don't have a lot of manpower, so it's not, our center is not open for walk-in visits. However, but you can, you can um, always schedule an appointment with us through uh, our phone number or give send us a WhatsApp message. And on top of that, if you are unable to have a pet at home, you can always come as a volunteer. So we really need a lot of help from volunteers, in, especially in animal care and husbandry. And we feed our animals twice a week, um, every Wednesday and Saturday. So that's when we need um, volunteers the most. So if you are interested in caring for these animals or if you want to support our society, you can um, sign up to as a volunteer. Also, you can find a link to the form on our website as well. And also, um, you can also donate to us. So because our expense of caring for like 200 animals is really high, so we really appreciate any donations. That's absolutely fantastic. I'll make sure to plug the Herp- Hong Kong Herpetology Society and how you can get involved for the rest of the programme. Ruth Lee, thank you so much for joining us on the 123 show today. It's been fascinating and I hope that we've opened people's minds a little bit to um, the incredible herps we have here in Hong Kong and that could be a part of your life too. <laughs> uh, take yeah, care. Thank, you, for having me. thank yes. you so much. Bye. Bye. That was Ruth Lee from the Hong Kong Herpetology Society chatting to us about